Welcome to Tips from the Server Room. This podcast is designed for all you systems admins, network specialists, or the guys and gals out there in the office who handles it all. Sit back, relax, grab a beverage, and enjoy Tips from the Server Room. Hey, yes, folks, welcome back once again to Tips from the Server Room. This is episode number 140 for December the 30th, 2018. I'm your host, Jack. I'm going to be guiding you into, through, and back out of the world of systems administration, network administrations, and all fields of IT. Folks, if you want to, please check out my website, and I hope that you do. You can check that website out at tipsfromtheserverroom.com, where you can support this show by using our Amazon link. I know there's many people out there with Amazon links, so maybe you can spread the love and definitely help us out there. I definitely need some new recording gear for the studio, so that's always a definite plus. You can also take the Windows Server 2012 R2 course, and you can take that course at jtclearning.com. That's jtclearning.com. We have a lot of students taking that course right now, and it's going to help you from installation to administration. So check that out once again at jtclearning.com. So today's show is going to be a little bit lengthier than normal. And the reason that is, is because we started talking um, last week a little bit about, um, let me go back in my show notes here just to bring this up and make sure what we were talking about. We were talking about VLANs and DHCP. And with the VLANing and the DHCP, I thought it would be kind of cool on a show like this to do some more in-depth stuff. So, yep, it's going to get really techy really fast. And because of that, uh, what's going to happen is the uh, the video at 42Technoman on YouTube, once again, the video at 42Technoman on YouTube, or search, and you can find me there uh, very easily. The video is not going to have the whole entire podcast, uh, such as this part right here, the intro and all that, because the video is going to get a little long. So the podcast is also going to be a little longer than normal. I do suggest uh, if you can, if all possibility, is to go to the video and watch the video because I have a live demonstration on how this is all set up. What we're going to talk about today is we are talking about Cisco gear. And I am using the Cisco Packet Tracer. I'll tell you about that in just a minute. Now, a recap from last uh, week in the uh, podcast was very simply put, I talked about setting the DHCP scopes up for your VLANs. And when I mentioned that you will set the default gateway up to your router, what I really meant by that was uh, anywhere where your layer 3 switching is going on. So once again, and I'll show you this in today's video uh, for this podcast, is anywhere that layer 3 switches uh, that you're going to do your routing on. That would be your default gateway. And we'll talk about that through the video uh, demonstration of why you do that and why that's so important. But I didn't want to confuse anybody. I, I watched the uh, video from last week. I'm thinking, oh, man, you know, when I said make that your default gateway, I didn't really mean to make your server you know, going out to your uh, your router or out to the internet. Um, so that is where I want to clarify that issue up. 
the router, the actual router itself, uh, or your internet connection would come into that layer 3 switch, and we would route that through the switch itself uh, when we're doing VLANing and layer 3 switching. So, uh, and also some layer 2 stuff, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes. So if you static your endpoints, so if your endpoints are static, and a lot of times we do this right on our uh, printers, our laser printers, our uh, you know multifunctional copiers, we want to set those up on a static IP address. When you do that, you're going to make that default gateway on that device also go back, and you're going to talk to uh, your layer three switch. So, uh, and we'll show you how that works as we go through the video demonstration. If you're not using Cisco gear, I believe, um, you know, because I program in Cisco uh, and Terrace um, and uh, um, Extreme Networking gear, I program in that. And uh, some of the other ones, you know, HP, I could do HP switching, uh, VLANing on HP switches and routers and hub, well, not hubs, get that out of the way, but, but you know what I mean. So the theory behind it, if you're using something like Cisco Packet Tracer, which is free, allows you to build your network out uh, even if you're not using Cisco gear. Um, I like Cisco gear. I don't mind uh, if I'm working with the company to, you know, ask the company or inform the company that they should spend the money for the Cisco gear. But believe me, the extreme gear is amazing. I used it at my last job for uh, two solid years of building extreme networks and, and I've you know, I got very familiar with it, and I really, really enjoyed using Extreme Gear as well as the HP Gear. So whatever you have is fine. But as far as I know, HP and Extreme, those, those companies don't have anything like Packet Tracer where you can build your networks before you deploy them. And I think that's really, really critical when you're setting up a network. And I'm going to show you a very inexpensive way uh, to set this up that I was kind of blown away by uh, when I went out there and started looking for some uh, different gear uh, for my home network and to build, uh, you know, uh, test test beds out here at home. So remember that if you any endpoint, so even if you static uh, laptops or something, not laptops so much, but if you're in a static a workstation or you're staticking your servers, remember any endpoint, uh, the default gateway is going to point back to that layer three switch or whatever you're routing or your router, whatever you're using to route your IP traffic. So we're going to talk about that. So this is going to get a little techie today. Uh, bear with me. I don't know how it's going to uh, come across on the podcast. Um, you know, we hope it's going to be uh, okay and you'll understand it through the podcast. But by all means, take the time and go over to 42 Technoman on YouTube and watch the video. You can also comment, ask me questions uh, through the videos or on the website, or on the podcast, wherever you want to ask questions, uh, by all means, or you can email me. Uh, so you have multiple ways of getting hold of me for this much, much longer than normal uh, show here. So first of all, I wanted to do was in introduce you to uh, Cisco Packet Tracer, and I think that's where we'll start and pick up the video, because I can show you around just a little bit of what I do with it. Uh, so I'm going to get my video set up here, and we are going to start recording here. So we are going to uh, set this up on the packet tracer here uh, so we can start recording this show by all means. We will get that going here. Let me pull this down right about there. And I'm just setting up my, uh, my recording software now. Um, and I use uh, ScreenFlow is what I use. And I'm using a virtual machine on my 
uh, Mac because uh, Cisco Packet Tracer, there's no Mac um, component to that. It is a Windows program. All right. So we are going to capture that. Uh, select this region of the screen. And we're going to simply hit record. And we should be coming up here. And we will start recording. Okay, so now that I am on the uh, YouTube here, on 4.2 Technoman, we are going to start looking at the Cisco Packet Tracer. The Cisco Packet Tracer is free. You do have to register. Um, you know, just create yourself a, a user account on Cisco. Uh, if you do a Google search, it's very easy to find it. Uh, I didn't have any trouble the other day uh, locating it and downloading it to this computer. So what does Cisco Packet Tracer allow you to do? Well, very simply, it allows you to set up Cisco gear in a virtual, um, not a virtual, yeah, I guess a virtualized type of a, of a network. So we're virtually playing with our networks, and we're kind of learning uh, how they're going to correspond, how our IP subnets are going to work with other IP subnets, and it gives us a really great ability. What's really cool about it, though, is here, if we're on the video and we're looking at this uh, 30 560 switch and this is the network we're building today right here we have a server we have a layer 3 switch um, I threw a PC out here and I'll tell you about that in a little while but we have a, a VLAN 20 a VLAN 10 and our server VLAN I made VLAN 100 and I'm going to show you these so just pay close attention here how these all work out but what's cool about it is if I click on that switch you can see here where it brings me to the command line interface the CLI and this is exactly the same command line interface you're going to have on your actual real uh, gear that you can go out there and buy. So it's extremely cool uh, that you can sit here and program the exact commands. And they're using, make sure when you use Packet Tracer, I had an older version of this computer. Make sure when you download Packet Tracer, you download the newest one. Uh, if you have something old, because then you can get the newest uh, iOS uh, interfaces to work with. It's just a lot easier when you're dealing with this stuff to use the newest interface because you want to learn all the new commands. You don't want to get into a command line and be like, oh, that command doesn't work. That's happened to me before. Uh, you can see the config here, how you have uh, different interfaces on here. Uh, this particular uh, switch has 24 interfaces with 2 gigabit uh, Ethernet. Uh, those are actually ports. And you can actually use those for either uh, copper or you can use them for fiber. We usually plug fiber into those ports. Uh, here's some settings up here. There's a display name. I called it layer 3 just so I know what it is. Host name is switch. You can make that really whatever you want to. The VLAN database. As you can see, my VLAN database here. I got VLAN 1. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, VLAN 10 is what I created. VLAN 20 is what I created. And VLAN 100 for our servers. And I didn't do it in here, folks. We're going to do it in the CLI, in the command line interface. Uh, you can come in here and set these all up. By all means, that's totally up to you. Whatever makes you uh, feel more comfortable in doing with that. But um, if I'm going to program a switch, I want to program a switch basically uh, on the switch itself. And you see what happened there when we went to that physical. We went to VLAN. Uh, let's see here. Because I clicked on the VLAN database, you see the CLI, the uh, command line interface automatically goes to the VLAN. So if we go back here, we click on uh, port 1 or port 2, you can see here now that it puts us into the interfaced fast Ethernet port 2, and we can start throwing commands at that port. But we're not going to do that. We're going to go a much different way. And I'm going to show you a couple of different things here and how to get around your switches. 
What's cool when you add a computer is if you click on that computer, and usually it comes up physical like this. If you click on desktop, you can see you have all the different desktop stuff in here we can work with. And it's, it's a fantastic learning tool. I just can't tell you how great of a learning tool this is. Uh, config, you can do VLANs in here. Uh, you can see I, I named it VLAN 10. It's the display name. Uh, it's fast Ethernet. You can't do VLANing in here, Jack. I'm, I'm just going along here. I'm sorry. This is actually a desktop computer. Over here, we have our server set up. And what's really cool about the server is it usually starts on physical. But if you go to services, you can see we have a DHCP server to play with. You can see I set up some scopes in here that we talked about last week. This is the stuff I wanted to show you folks out there and how to set this all up and how to make it work. Because we talked about VLANs and how the VLAN gets a different IP. and It gets an IP basically because of the default gateway is what is actually sending it to the proper place. And we'll talk about that. We also talked about DHCP helper last week. And I'm going to show you that today. So this is, like I said, the basic network we are building. And uh, it's very easy to build. I'm going to show you where I start at. Um, and sometimes I do uh, fumble up a command, believe it or not, that does happen. And um, that's just the way it's going to go. So not a big deal. What we're going to do first here, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to delete all this stuff out of here. And we'll just get rid of everything. Just like so. And we'll go back over here to the top left of our, um, like I said, and we're going to click on select. And we're going down to the bottom, click on our little networking thing over here on the left. And on the bottom, if you move your mouse across the bottom, it's going to tell you there's routers, switches, hubs, wireless devices, security, and the WAN, the WAN emulation. So you can actually pretend like you have an internet connection. We are going to go with switches today. And the switch that we're using for this demonstration is going to be the 3560, the Cisco 3560. And the reason I picked the 3560 is because it is a Layer 3 switch. Now, the Signify Layer 3 switch, they got different icons. Uh, the icons have a, uh, I don't know, nine things around it with a little dot in the middle. That is showing me it's a Layer 3 switch. The Layer 2 switches, such as the 2960 looks like a standard switch but we're going to use a layer 3 switch and the reason I told you that this these are really cost effective you can definitely buy this stuff I did a search on eBay and I found a gentleman out there that was selling uh, a lot of switches that were maybe off lease or something these companies buy and you could buy a layer 3 switch a Cisco layer 3 switch uh, with the current uh, operating system on it the current iOS and they're selling these things for like 60, 70 bucks. Uh, you know, it'd probably be like a 24 port switch. Uh, the one was actually a PoE, which if you're not familiar with that, that's power over Ethernet, which we use for all of our telephones and we use those for all of our security cameras. So it's very important, very critical uh, if you happen to have that stuff. So the very first thing we're going to do, and again, forgive me on the, the podcast world, I hope you uh, stay with me here and I'll try to walk you through this and talk you through this as we go. The first thing I do with my switch is I'll click on the label here and right on the switch and I'll type in there layer three because now if I start putting layer two switches out there, 
you can also go in here and I might change this multi-layer to core because what that's going to tell me is that is my core switch within my network. Right off the bat, I'm ready to go. It's my core switch in my network. The next thing I do is I'll click on the switch and I'll go. You see how it comes up to physical right now. I'll go into the CLI or command line interface. And a real switch does come up like this. When you first plug a new Cisco switch in, you're going to see what software version we're running. We are running here on this switch 12.2. Uh, as far as I know, that's the most current one out there is 12.2. And you'll see that at the bottom, it'll say System Config Dialog. Now, you can by all means walk through this thing, and it gives you like you know that cute little setup. If you've never set up a Cisco switch before, I do recommend it. And it'll get you through the idea of how to set up the basic config file. I am not going to do that. I'm going to say no, and this is going to drop me right into my command prompt on my switch. If you've never used a Cisco switch before, you don't have to do enable on this switch. Well, I guess you do. So you click EN first. That will enable the switch. So they get you to a command prompt where you can start configuring the switch. To get out of that, if we just type exit, you'll see we just go back to command prompt. When you're at this command prompt, the idea behind the Cisco switching, it's a two-layer security. You can't really do a whole lot of this. A lot of times you can do show commands. If I do show question mark, you can show things in here like PPOE, you know, power over Ethernet uh, information, power, uh, policy maps, privileges. You can show different things in here, but you're not going to do any configuring. All right. So we'll go back here. Now it does that. It's going to, yeah, try to truncate that. We don't want that to happen. Let's see here. We'll give that a second to clear. If you do type something at the command prompt that it does not like, it will actually try to do like a DNS lookup. So it's actually trying to uh, translate it to find a DNS server out there. It knows what you're trying to talk about. Uh, let's see here. All right, so we will give that a minute. Or we can just simply delete it, and we'll do that. We'll just delete it, drop another one up there. 3650, all right. See, if you don't if you don't get off that clear button and you move that up there, that was nice. It's going to uh, show you that. We want the 3560. And again, we're going to name this core. Layer three. All right. Yep. Yep. That doesn't look good. Layer three. All right. So we'll get back into the command line interface there. So we showed you around that enough. Let's say no. We'll do enable. Now the first thing I want to do with this with this layer three core router is I want to enable the IP routing. And the reason we want to enable IP routing is because this demonstration, we are going to have multiple subnets. So let's go very simply. Um, it's already enabled, so we're going to go config T. What that does, it gets you into your configuration command prompt. You can see that simply where it says the switch name and config. The first thing we're going to type in here is IP routing and enter. 
Then I normally do an exit, and I'll do a WRMEM. That stands for write mem. You see building configuration. Okay. And if we do a show run, what that's going to show us is you can see now that the configuration file has the IP routing in there that we just added. If we go through this, you'll see all your interfaces. It's a show run, folks. You can do this on any, basically any kind of uh, switch out there has some kind of show commands. We're going to go down here and get out of here. All right, now the very next thing we're going to do is, it's a very, it's a practical way to do it is, uh, let's get out of this switch. The practical way to do this is to grab up here uh, on top, it says place a note. So normally if we place a note anywhere on the screen, we can start typing in this note box. What I like to do is do my uh, VLANs. So VLAN 100 will be server. And that VLAN will be 192.168. We talked about this last week, 100.1. The next VLAN we're going to work with, and that's the reason I like to put a notepad on here, is 10. And this will be sales. And that VLAN will be 192.168.8. And then to mix it up a little bit, we're going to do VLAN 20, and this is marketing, marketing, M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G, and we're going to mix it up by using the 172.16.20.1 network. So those are the VLANs, folks, that we're going to be working with right here. And the first thing we're going to do then is we're going to set those VLANs up on our actual switch. So we'll pre-configure this switch. So the first thing we're going to do is go back to config T. And we're going to just type in here VLAN um, 10. I do them usually in order. Name. And we're going to name this one VLAN 10 sales. And there we go. I exit. Then I go VLAN 20, name, this one marketing, all right, exit. Then we go VLAN 100. And if you really, really, really get to the point where you're like, man, you're typing a lot of VLANs, you can use your up arrow key. You can see you can just go back through the commands you've just used. So we need VLAN 100, name, servers, exit, exit. And remember what we normally do is write mem. You can do show VLAN. We can now see when we do a show VLAN that it is showing those VLANs up here. See where it says sales, marketing, and servers. That's the three VLANs that we just set up. The next thing you're going to have to do to get your VLANs ready to go to use these VLANs is we're going to have to configure the VLAN. So config, INT now because it's an interface, VLAN, and we're going to start with 10. Oh, wait. Do a config T first. Well, 
config t. Now do int vlan 10. And you can see when we do that, when we go into the vlan, it changes its state to a state of up. All right. Next, we're going to do this IP address. This is where those default gateways are coming into play. Whatever we make this IP address is going to be the default gateway for VLAN 10. So VLAN 10, we're going to do 192.168.10, if you remember from last week, dot one. We're going to make this a class C network, 255.255.255.0, enter. And then we're going to tell it no shutdown, no shut. All right, that means it's going to stay up for me. Exit. Now let's do the next VLAN. INT VLAN 20. Enter. You can see that VLAN comes up. Give it an IP address. And we said this VLAN is going to be the 172 network. 172.16.20.1. Enter. Oh, you see it's incomplete. Anybody know why? Well, because we didn't add the net mask. We'll make it a class C. We'll say no shut. What's nice about Cisco gear uh, and all the other gear I mentioned, HP and Extreme, if you make a mistake, it'll tell you there's something wrong with it. Exit. The next one we're going to configure is uh, VLAN 100. Not 1000, 100. And VLAN 100 comes up, IP address. And we're putting this on the 100 network, 192.168.100.1.255.255.255.0 is my network mask. And no shut. And there we go. Exit, exit. Now the next thing we have to do, since we have our VLANs and all of our ports are ready to go, we're going to have to start working and in, it's in very simply how to do this is we're going to add these VLANs to the ports that we want to connect our gear to. So the next thing we're going to do here very simply is we are going to, we're at the switch prompt again, we're going to do config T. And now we're going to configure the port that we're working with. So we're going to go INT. The first port we're going to use is F0 slash 1. That's my first copper port on this switch. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to call it switch port. And what mode do I want to make that switch port? I'm going to make it mode access. And it's going to be accessing VLAN 100 because I'm going to plug my server into that switch port. And that port now we're going to tell it no shut. Now, by default, the switch will know if you're going to plug something in, it'll be no shutdown. But the way I've configured switches for years, I always put in there no shut. Just to give me that that understanding that it's not going to be shut down. So that is now switch port access VLAN 100. So VLAN 100 is now connected to my switch, my switch port F01. Exit. We're going to do the same thing here now. We're going to do INT02, so F0 slash 2. And we're going to put this in, switch port, W-I-T-C-H-P-O-R-T, access. And this one we're going to put on VLAN 10. Enter. Again, no shut. 
Enter. Exit. And the last one we're going to do is our VLAN 20. So F, we are on switch port 3. Oops. Okay. And we're going to tell it switch port access VLAN 20. Again, no shut. Not shoot, shut. Too many O's, Jack. All right. Exit. Exit. Again, the last thing we do is write to memory. That way we're writing it to the running config. And we're going to do show run. And now we can just take a look here, see what kind of VLANs we have set up. So here's our switch ports. One, two, and three it's showing us. And they're connected to VLAN 100 is the first port, VLAN 10, and VLAN 20. All the rest of them are connected to nothing at this point. Right. By default, they're connected to VLAN 1. So if you see interface VLAN 1, no IP address, and it's shut down, always make sure VLAN 1 is either deleted or at least at a minimum shut down. The reason we do that is unless you explicitly connect a port to one of your VLANs, it's not going to do anything. It's not going to be connected. So in other words, if, if somebody walks into your network uh, switch closet and they have a laptop and they think, well, I'm going to just hack this network all the, all the crap. And they plug right into one of the open ports, not knowing they're not going to get an IP address. They're not going to get a connection. So because that port is um, basically not connected to any VLAN, so it's not going to go anywhere. To make that one step further, you can go in and actually manually take your all your interfaces and put them in a shutdown state. And then they won't even connect uh, to their to their device. Here's VLAN 10. We can see it has a MAC address. It has an IP address that we set. Uh, that looks nice. VLAN 20 looks perfect. VLAN 100 for our server VLAN looks absolutely fine. All right. The next thing we're going to do is go out here. And we are now going to set up our server. All right, and I want to set the server up because I wanted to show you what we're going to do with the next part of this. And we talked about this last week, I think. The server's IP address is going to be 192.168.100.2. So if we go into the server, we'll click on the server. And again, it's just like I showed you previously in the beginning of this video. We go into the desktop. And in the desktop, you have everything just like you would on your computer. Go into IP config, and it's going to be a static IP on here. You always want your servers to be static, right? Your servers, your switches, your printers, whatnot. Put in 192.168.100.2. Why is it .2? Because we already used one on our core switch. Subnet mask will populate. The default gateway, if you listened as I started this podcast today, the default gateway is going to be the default gateway or the the IP address to the VLAN 100 that we set up on that core switch. So 192, because that's our server VLAN, uh, 100.1. That way, all requests, all signals, and all routing is going through that core switch. With that said, our next thing we're going to do, and we talked about this last week, is set up some services. 
go to DHCP. And the default server pool, when you're working with Cisco Packet Tracer, you cannot do anything with it. We could just very simply leave this all blank, but we're not. We're going to go ahead and set this one up, and we'll just save it, and I'll talk to you about that in a minute. So our default gateway on this one is going to be for VLAN 10. 192.168.10.1. So anything connecting in and getting an IP address from this DHCP server is going to be getting it from that default gateway of dot one. If you remember earlier, I told you when anything requests an IP address over a certain VLAN, it's going to look for the default gateway, go back to your DHCP server. That's how we can have multiple DHCP scopes in your DHCP server because it's going to be pulling these from this IP scope based on your default gateway. The DNS server, I really don't care about right now. We don't have to worry about that. We are doing 192.168.10. This is the 10 network. And we are going to start handing these addresses out at dot two. We're going to change our number of maximum addresses to two. Uh, you can change probably 252 because we're using two of those. I could even take out to 250 uh, because we know we use the first address for our default gateway on the switch. The second address we are using to start our IP addresses. Uh, so you probably even take us to 252 would be fine. Uh, that's totally up to you. Once that's all done, we're going to hit save. All right, so we do have that default gateway, which is very important. Now we're going to set up another one. Remember last week I told you I normally name my VLANs on my DHCP server, the name of the VLAN on the network. It just keeps me very uh, consistent. We're going to make this one 172.16.20.1. is going to be the default gateway again. Because we have our notepad over here, we know that's what we made the default uh, or the IP address for that VLAN. Change your start here, your uh, your uh, starting IP address range to 172.16.20.2 is good. Subnet mask we know is a .c. There's a zero for .c or class C network. And 252. Click on add. There is our scopes of our networks. Everything's doing. Everything's going very well at this point. We're very consistent. So now we'll turn on our DHCP server to make sure it is now available to hand out IP addresses. With that said, there shouldn't be much more to do except to connect these things up, right? To connect the server up to the switch, connect the switch up to a couple workstations, and see what we got going on here. If you hover over your switch, you can see in the video... You obviously can't see in the podcast, but you can see what networks are coming up. Ethernet 1 is going to IP or VLAN 100. Ethernet 2 is going to 10. Ethernet 3 is going to 20. Folks, you can make these whatever you want as you're building your VLANs out. And you can have basically as many VLANs as uh, you're allowed basically upon the iOS, which there are some limitations, but for you to hit it, you're going to have a pretty crazy looking uh, VLAN network. So... You know, be consistent, think up what you want your network, draw it up, and go from there. All right, so next we're going to do here, very simply, is we are going to go to the little lightning bolt on the bottom of Packet Tracer. And we're going to grab ourselves a copper straight-through cable. When I click on the server, you're going to see where it says connected to my fast Ethernet port. Yep, that's where I want it to go. And I go to my core switch, click, where do you want it to go? I want it to go to fast Ethernet 1. 
because we know that Fast Ethernet 1 is um, set up, and you can again hover across here, Fast Ethernet 1 is set up to VLAN 100, which we know is our server VLAN because we kept really good notes up here in the corner of Packet Tracer. The next thing we're going to do is we are going to grab ourselves a PC or a workstation. I'm going to just grab that workstation, put it up on top here. I'm going to rename this. I don't know what the IP address is now because we're going to pick that up on DHCP. But we are going to rename this VLAN 10. And then we're going to grab one more PC. We're going to throw that down here in the bottom. And we're going to rename this PC VLAN 20 because we're going to drop that on the 20 network. So our next step is we know if I hover my mouse over, you know that P that Fast Ethernet 2 is connected to VLAN 10. So let's grab ourselves another straight through cable. Again, this virtual networking stuff is really, uh, really easy to work with and really easy to allow you to learn and to test and build networks. Let's go down and click on our uh, switch and hook that to uh, Fast Ethernet number 2. Again, grab another straight through cable. We will hook our uh, fast Ethernet up on our second PC. We'll come up to our switch and we will hook up to fast Ethernet 3. The little orange dots here means that it's, it's connecting into that port. So that port's becoming active. We can see the ports on the uh, computer side become green and very uh, activated very quickly. I mean, those are pretty much booted up as soon as we stick them in there. So, folks, I hope this is working out for you a little bit. Um, I hope you're understanding it through the podcast. I'm trying to uh, talk you through this the best I can. Uh, but by all means, I do recommend you go to and check out the video. Um, so I can't stress that enough. All right. They used to say a picture's worth a thousand words. I said a video's worth a million. So now if everything's working properly, I should be able to click on this VLAN 10 up here. And we should get an IP address in 192.168.10.something. What I mean by that, if I click on it, and I click on desktop, and we go to our uh, IP configuration, it's, it's defaulted to static. Because you can, by all means, put static addresses. But I want to see if my DHCP server is working. If I click on the DHCP server, we'll see if it's going to work and walk across there and get an IP address. And as you're seeing, it's not. Now, don't let that fool you. Don't let that. Don't let you think that. Oh man, it's not getting it. I, I, it's not going to work out for me. Go back to static. What the switch is doing, your routing uh, device is doing, is starting to build routing tables. See, it says it's not going to work again, and that's okay. So we're going to go out here and we're just going to double check everything. Let's look here. Yeah, one nine two one six eight ten dot one. 172.16.20.1 and 192.168.100.1. All right, everything looks good there. I go back, I check my DHCP server, and I'm making sure my uh, IPs are right. Let's go back to the network card here. Uh, yeah, 192.168.100.1. That's where it should be going. All right. Services, make sure your IP addresses are right and everything's coming up there. Yep, that looks fine. Uh, 192.168.10.1 and 117, 172.16.20.1. Let's look now here and go back to our IP. Let's see if we can get back out there. 
go back in here. Make sure we can ping that from the switch. 168.100.2. And you see we can ping it. So what is wrong with this, folks? Anybody know what's wrong with this? Let me tell you what's wrong with it. Exactly what we talked about last week, and I couldn't stress this enough. There's a little command that we did not put on our VLANs, and I'll show you what that command is. Config T, and I knew this was going to fail, and I, I wanted to set the server up first. And what we got to put in here is INT VLAN 10. IP helper. And the reason I put this in after I put my server up is because then you can have your static number for your server. 168.100.2. Exit. Exit. Uh, wait. Config T. Let's do uh, INT VLAN 20. IP helper. But this demonstration showed you how important this is because you've seen that PC struggling. It couldn't get an IP because it didn't know when it hit the VLAN. Hey, where do I look for the DHCP server? That's exactly what an IP helper is. 192.16. And it's the same on every VLAN because you're pointing back to your uh, DHCP server. Now if we do a show run, I'm just going to scroll down here real fast. I'll show you. When we hit our VLANs, you can see now that it has IP helper space address. 192.168.100.2. 192.168.100.2. Why do you not need it on VLAN 100? Well, VLAN 100 we know is our server VLAN. So the servers are getting static IP addresses. So we don't have to worry about it looking for a DHCP address. All right. Let's click on Q on there. And uh, write that to memory. There we go. Now if you go back out and look at this PC on VLAN 10, we can see in no time at all, it picked up a 192.168.10.2 address. There's the default gateway, 192.168.10.0. So it picked it up very fast now because now it knows where to go through the core to make it up to get an, an IP address. If we do the same thing on our 2 now, we should be looking at, this is on VLAN 20, we should be looking at a 172 address. Let's go to uh, IP config, DHCP, and again, it went through, found a DHCP helper, and look, it's 172.16.20.2. What we're going to do now for one more example of this before we go is we are going to put in here um, the addresses, 172.16.20.2. And up here on VLAN 10, let me just configure and make sure. Yep, 10.2. Okay. Up here, I'm going to put the address of 192.168.10.2. All I'm doing is putting these on the label, folks, so we can see them. We know the server is 100.2. For a test now to see if the IP routing is working, because we're jumping subnets, this is what messes a lot of people up. How do I go from the 192.168.10 network, you know, to a 172.16.20 network? 
uh, you know, to a one six one nine two one six eight one hundred network. I'm jumping subnets. How how does that work? It works by that very simple command that we have on this core switch called IP routing, and it's building a routing table in there to know where these signals should go when we ask it to. To see that work, you can go back on computer two, click on your command prompt, type in ping 192.168.10.2. And if this doesn't work right away, again, don't freak out because what happens is it's going to that router and it's looking. It's trying to find the best route or, you know, that core switch in, the, in this um, uh, stage of the game, the layer three core switch to find the routing. Once it builds that routing table, it's incredibly fast. So if you time out here, don't let that really throw you off a whole lot. So there it goes. It's timing out. Now it's replying because, see, it built that. Out of the first failure, it built the routing table. Now if we ping it, you'll see we get an instant reply back up to there from the 172 network. So we're in a totally different subnet. All right. With that said, let's get out of here and let's go to the 192 network command prompt. And now we're going to ping um, the 172 network. 172.16. Dot, that's our 20 network. Dot 2 is, is that PC down there. And you can see that the reply goes right back through to that PC. So can both of these actually ping the server? Well, we would hope so, right? Uh, everything should be pinging back to that server. We know that's where it's got its IP address from, so that's almost 100%. But if you want to confirm it, just do a ping. You can see we can ping back uh, right up to that server. And I could do one more test before we uh, shut this podcast down for the day. We can do command prompt. Uh, go down here to the bottom. Type in ping. 192.168.100.2 is our server. And now I'm going from the 172 network right up through my core, right back over. And you may be asking, boy, Jack, that all worked really well. It, you know, hopefully it was a good demonstration for you. The podcast got very long, so I know we bored a bunch of people and you shut that one off. But like I said, um, you know, now you may be asking, well, okay, that's great, but wonder if, wonder if we want to secure our network, um, the VLAN. You know, we didn't want the traffic from the um, the VLAN down here, which is the marketing VLAN, going up to the sales team because the sales team got sales data. Well, that's a podcast for another day. <laughs> so um, I think this one got quite long enough. I knew the video would be a little longer because this demonstration is a little longer. And I wanted to make sure you, you got a feel for it. By all means, download Packet Tracer. Start playing with it. Um, if you're working for your, you know, kind of working towards my goal of a, a CCNA, and, you know, we do a lot of packet tracer labs, but packet tracing is, is a great tool. I love Cisco gear. I've been doing Cisco for years. I mean, years and years, and they've made a lot better. Uh, I know there's advancements, and you'll say, Jack, why don't you use the web page? I'm sure there's a web page that you can go in there and configure it. I'm a command line guy. I love the command line. It's just very straightforward to me. I can read it. When I read a config file, I know what's in there. Uh, even with firewalls and reading ACLs, I can just read it and know what's happening. The web face is it's too prettified. You know, I don't like all that pretty stuff. So uh, if you need it, that's fine. If you use it and you understand it, perfect. Uh, I am a command line guy. Uh, between command line and, and note taking and uh, mapping my network before I start planning it or drawing it out, it's kind of what kind of the way I do things. So, 
But folks, thank you so much for watching uh, this video here on YouTube. Hopefully you got something out of it. Um, by all means, don't slam me for the couple commands I mistyped because that's going to happen. Not a big deal. So with that said, um, remember, if you buy anything from Amazon, go to tipsfromtheserverroom.com and click on the uh, Amazon link. And when you buy something from Amazon, it's the same price for you, but it will help me buy some new audio gear that I am desperately seeking, desperately looking for. I'm thinking about getting uh, maybe either a, uh, I don't know what kind of microphone. This mic's pretty good, and you can let me know if it's not, but I think the audio is pretty clear, pretty good. It's pretty straightforward and simple. But um, yeah, I've looked at the uh, the PR40 and some other mics I might want to buy. Uh, I already have the mixers. You know, I got a USB mixer. I got some preamps and everything for them. So either that or the... Uh, SM7B, sure, I really like that microphone, so we'll see what we're going to buy, but if we get you to use that Amazon link. But folks, again, thank you so much for watching, downloading, subscribing to these podcasts, which got extremely long today. If you're riding in the car, hopefully you didn't have to do a couple extra laps to work. I'm really sorry about that, but I wanted to get this information across to you. We will talk about securing up your networks uh, in another podcast and uh, locking down some VLANs, which is really a critical task to learn also. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Again, if you need any help, by all means, I do have a great consulting service. I can help you build these networks. Uh, we can't even come on location if you're reachable um, out of the uh, Pittsburgh region, the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania region. We can help you out there and come out and help you build your networks out by all means. Um, I even got a cabling company that will come out and cable and do your fiber optics for you. So I think we have a great team put together. Uh, thank you so much for watching, listening, and downloading. I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye from Tips from the Server Room. We'll see you next time. You just listened to Tips from the Server Room with your host, Jack. If you have any questions, please drop me a comment at tipsfromtheserverroom.com. Thanks again for tuning in and downloading the shows. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the remainder of the music. We'll see you next week on Tips from the Server Room. So long. <laughs>